tinfoil hat is on. It's been 89 days. 89 days. The Guardians traded a player who so far in spring has a 349 average, a 375 on base, and a 522 slugging percentage. Boy, could they use that in a center fielder. When are we going to find out what the return for Owen Miller was? We are going to talk about other conspiracies as well as some roster moves happening at camp on today's Locked on Guardians. You are Locked on Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? This game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look into it in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free bonus boost to the franchise when using the promo Locked On, all caps, in-game. Uh, I was having a bit of fun at the start. We got Justin over there. I'm Jeff. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever you get podcasts, and that we have your team covered every day, in this case, Cleveland Guardians. Listen, uh, spring training stats, it's like the great show, Whose Line Is It Anyways? The numbers don't matter. So I'm not really honest. I would like to know what the return is about Owen Miller eventually. Uh, Like I said, 89 days ago, I sat and did the quick math, so I could be wrong. 89 as of you watching this is my assumption. Uh, but yeah, he's been useful for Milwaukee. Having said Playing that, center field, center field for them. Uh, apparently Tito is also managing there. Um, <laughs> but some people yeah. don't want to manage anywhere. Apparently, uh, you know, people are fickle yeah. uh, and I don't mean, you know, the coach, uh, Luke fickle. It's, he is a person as well, but, um, I'm just having, I don't know, fun off day, uh, vibes, uh, Let's say it was an off day. They lost to the Dodgers. And here's the thing again about spring training. It doesn't matter. It's a little, little bit secret there. It doesn't matter. Uh, It's good for reps. It's good for practicing. It's good for working out kinks, working on some new pitches, but uh, nobody who, uh, who won a world series at the end of the year goes, you know, it was because we won our spring training league. Yeah. Cactus league champions to, World Series champions, wire to wire. That's how it goes. I mean, obviously, like, you know, people are concerned about Josh Bell. Well, if we're concerned about Josh Bell, then we must be thinking that Roman Quinn is going to chase Aaron Judge for the American League home run title, right? That's how that works. It can't be one or the other. So if, if one guy's bad and the other guy's good, that means the guy that's good is obviously going to be the team MVP. That's that's how that works. Yeah, I was trying to find On a scale of... On a scale of one to who cares, how, uh, or I should say, who cares to 10, uh, how concerned are you that, you know, Fran Reyes is out there hitting bombs for the Royals and Josh Bell apparently is not. Um, do you care? Do you care more about the World Baseball Classic or do you care more about what Josh Bell and Fran Reyes are doing in spring training? What do you care more about? That's the question I'm going to ask. Um, both of them are below our title sponsor and the one I've spent time on today. Uh, let's put it that way. You know, <laughs> I. Honestly, it's it's one of those things where I, I have a real hard time uh, getting motivation for any of these. Last year's Cactus League champ, number one, the Angels, number two, Texas, number three, the Cubs, four Seattle. All playoff teams. Or All four, playoff Cin- teams four Cincinnati, top four teams. Um, 
I will say in the Grapefruit League, it actually was kind of top heavy with with playoff teams. But if you know, we we go back to like twenty one, it's it's a lot of teams. Uh, twenty one, the Cactus League champ, Kansas City, Cubs, Oakland, top three. So, yep. Uh, you know, we're just we're people have a tendency to overreact to this stuff. It's why I talk about hating spring training. Um, That's my, my di- And here's the thing. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier. I think what it comes down to is you love baseball, like just baseball. I think I specifically love Cleveland tied baseball. So things tied to Cleveland. So I think my minor nominal interest to the world baseball classic is due to that. Like, yes, you love Cleveland baseball as well, but you love all baseball and I do like, I love college baseball, but I feel like it's because I grew up in Cleveland and love all things draft because like most of my life teams are terrible. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, I think all of mine is kind of from one, uh, one source and that's what makes it a little bit different. That was my thought. But uh, before we run out of time in segment one, Andres Jimenez, uh, I saw MLB trade rumors said that he would be the most likely regression candidate in their chat. Um, I get it. You know, he does have some traits that show regression, but and he still looks like a special talent to me. I, I'm closer to believing he's a potential elite player than that he is just going to be average. Like he's probably yeah, I more see. like plus than elite, but I, I think he's closer to elite than a 50, which is average. Uh, yeah, I still think he can contend for an all-star spot this year. Yes. Even if he does see a step back, he's still going to have a lot of value, A, defensively. I don't think he's a guy that needs to shift playing second base. And the reason we're talking about this is because uh, you see Jimenez playing shortstop for Team Venezuela right now because Jose Altuve is playing second. Who may never um, lose a game in the World Baseball Classic, from what I understand. Venezuela's, yeah, they're really good. I, I can't wait till they play Team USA, who lost to Mexico. Uh, but Great Britain won today, so uh, that gives him... We're starting the World Baseball Classic minute early. No, Great Britain got a win? They did. They beat, uh, they beat uh, Colombia. Didn't see that coming. I know. Nope. Nobody did. Yeah, nobody did. Um it's, the re- it's a revolution. But the reason we're bringing this up is because let's just assume. I know people are going to try to say that we're saying Ahmed Rosario is going to get a contract or we're going to say that we should extend him or Cleveland should extend him or they're going to extend him. Let's assume at the end of the year, Ahmed Rosario is, is a free agent and he just is gone. He doesn't come back. They make him the qualifying offer. We're seeing him at his back at shortstop. I guess it depends on who the second baseman would be in this case, but how do you feel going into 20? How would you feel going to 2024? Would you rather have Gabriel Arias short? Would you rather have, I, I guess I'll bring up Tyler Freeman, even though I think we'd both know the answer there. Um, Brian Rocchio, like who are you putting? Are you putting Jimenez back at short? If Rosario is gone at the end of the year, or are you considering another option and keeping him at second considering how well second base has already gone for him? This is why like, because again, and, and, you know, listen, MLB trade rumors, it's an impossible job. I just, I don't always love the Guardians coverage there. It's hard when you're covering all 30 teams. Um, you know, they're the ones who predicted the Guardians would spend $100 million on salary last year. And then all, all 30 teams no. every day. All 30 um, teams every day. <laughs> but, you know, when they talked about it in there, they said, well, maybe the Guardians would want to wait a year to see if, like, he improves or if it was for real last year. And I think, no, the answer is if you want to sign – Jimenez to an extension you do it now because the end of next season there's no chance and I think the other reason you want to sign him to an extension now is because then you're locking him in as a second baseman mm-hmm. yeah he can play short because honestly in 2024 I want him at short and I want Angel Martinez at second base that's what I, 
I want. That's what I think is the best offensive outcome for this team. Um, that's where I think they can get the best potential combo. I, I am very bullish on Martinez. I think he could be a very special hitter. I think he has a lot of traits you look at that he could be, he could be number one in this organization in a year. And I wouldn't be shocked in terms of prospect. Um, I, you know, you can refute me on that. I don't know how you feel, but I think for me, it's like, especially if you lock in Jimenez now, if he can get a contract done, this is literally the only season you could do it in. So go lock him in, uh, move him to short set, uh, Martinez at second base. And to me, you're good to go. That should be the plan. I don't disagree. And we've already said on the show, it might be too late to even sign Jimenez mm-hmm. to a contract extension. He might've already found his value and there's no point. And he's not going to sign at this point because he knows what his value is. I mean, if he repeats anything close to last year, I mean, okay. His worst projection, if you look at fan graphs, his worst projection this year is a 108 way to run created plus that's 8% above league average offensively and a 3.3 fan graphs or F war. His best projection is uh 4.9 wins above replacement at 115 way to runs create a plus and yeah 16 homers 22 steals hitting 266 I, with the sh- I don't think he got shifted a ton last year but I can't imagine with the shift he's going to hit any worse that just doesn't make sense to me and he ran he ran a, he ran a high average on balls in play last year but you know batters have a lot of control over that too but uh you're right if and here's the thing if they don't if they don't sign him to an extension Second base makes a lot more sense because where is he going to get more money in arbitration? If they have to go to arbitration with him for the next several years, next couple of years, it's going to be second base because at shortstop, he's going to earn more money. Let's face yep. it. So then you might as well just stay at short. If you don't have him locked up, don't, I'm not saying this to, to hurt Jimenez's value. Obviously, like I don't want, I don't want him not to get paid what he's worth. That's how this but I'm works. saying, yeah, that's how this, how the team, how, how it makes sense for the team to play it is to keep him at second base and, that does not say deflates his value, but it, it keeps stops his value from going too far. If they're not going to get an extension done. And if that's the case, that's fine too, because I think the outcome there is good. Is Gabriel Arias is good offensively. Probably not. Do I think he can be a plus defender at shortstop? Yes. I think their infield defense would be absolutely insane with, with uh, Jose Gabriel Arias and Angel Martinez at second, or I'm sorry. At, and then it's a second. Um, it would be the same with Angel Martinez too, and it might be the same with Rokio. Um, I don't know. I would probably prefer Rokio at second and Jimenez at short if they go with Rokio. I would probably prefer Arias at short, but I think a lot of this depends on whether or not they can get an extension done with it. If they don't get an extension done, second base. If they do, you can go put him at shortstop, and you're good to go, and you can do whatever you need to do. I mean, Gabriel Arias can play anywhere, so um, I guess it, it, it does. Uh, it matters who his double play partner is, I guess, and how they fit better. Cause I think, I think you're safe with Jimenez no matter what. So I think it comes down to his contract. Agreed. And something you and I can, I think both agree on is our new sponsor. Now I'm always excited when we get a new sponsor. That's something I know Justin agrees with me. New sponsorship is good for the show, but here's what's fun about ultimate pro baseball. I'm currently not reading a script, even though I have my script voice on. You can see there's a little QR code so you can get your free bo- boost or you can use locked on. But here's what's fun about Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. A year ago, I paid the $3, I think it is, to be essentially unlocked the full game. You know, it's one of those you can try for free. And then it's three bucks is, is a pretty cheap cost to unlock. And I bought it in, for the for baseball 
for football and for the NBA. I had enough fun with it that I bought it across all sports and have put a lot of hours into it across all sports. And did I bring him in? No, it's just, it's great that they want to advertise with us because this is a app I enjoy. When I heard they're going to be a sponsor, I reinstalled it and played through the 2045 season uh, recently. I did. What's nice about it is at first there's a lot to take in, but it's not like OOTP. This is the perfect app for your phone if you want to do simulation sports because you can just kind of sim some seasons. You can go and as you learn more, listen, you're probably going to get fired your first few times, uh, but you'll learn, you'll have fun. So right now, Locked On Guardians listeners get 100% free boost of franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look in the app store. That's probaseballgm.com, ultimate baseball GM, start your dynasty today. Again, this is something I enjoyed before they were ever a host, before they're ever a sponsor. Go check them out today. So now after my extra long ad read, because it's a product I like, which is, that's always the problem. You can tell which ones I like. Uh, Cleveland is, uh, speaking of liking things for a long time over the course of years. Um, Let's say stalking. It's stalking. Stalking. Uh, Zach Meisel, <laughs> you know, Zach always does great work. I think for both you and I, he's our, our favorite Guardians scribe right now. Um Maybe I'm being presumptuous, but Zach is, is great. There's a lot of great people out there doing it, but uh, Zach is a must read uh, consistently. And he did a mailbag. And one of the great pieces in there was something I hadn't seen elsewhere. Maybe I missed it about how Tito mentioned that, like they tried to trade for Cam Gallagher, Gallagher before they nearly claimed him before that. They've been essentially fans of his for a while. Uh, if there was any doubt who the backup catcher was, that quote extinguished it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he even he referenced uh, how much he thinks he's learned from backing up Salvador Perez. And it almost sounds like Cam Gallagher is a coach. He said he has a really good outlook on the way to catch the game. To me, that says, A, future coach. B, he is yeah. this team's backup catcher until they're ready to work in Bo Naylor, whenever that is. And he was option down back on when I say March 10th. So, which yeah. by the way, no surprise. If you're, if you're surprised at all that Bo Naylor was option triple a, I don't think you've been, um, well, I mean, based on our comments, people refuse locked. to believe me, uh, as I've been stating that, for, I mean, we took some, since December, December. Yeah. We've been taking blowback on that for, for this whole time, but it's like, uh, and you know, we'll, we'll maybe talk about the word baseball classic performance and, and I get people overreacting with the negative on that. Listen, he was, he wasn't ready. If you really were paying attention and you really watched him last year, you knew there were things to work on. If you just looked at the stat line, you might have thought he was good to go. That's why, again, don't scout the stat line. Stat line, and also, you know, have you know the I'm, I'm blanking on your word journalism integrity. That's not it. But like, go to trusted sources again. Don't just look at someone who rants on Twitter heavily who probably didn't actually watch a single performance for that player in AAA and use that as your baseline. Um, right. But again, you and I both say there's a bright future. But I mean, uh, the way Tito's talking, Gallagher might be here till July. This might be he'll be he'll be smashing baseballs and watermelons through. It's not the same Gallagher. No. Um, Who through, are we thinking of? No, I'm teasing. I'm the, oh, the prop a, comedian. A TV show reference. Smash, that I don't. Get. No, uh, I don't know. It was a prop comedian who was not a controversial not figure. Not Joey Gladstone, is that what you're saying? No, no. Much more controversial. But his whole ending routine, uh, I, we're getting into it here, it was smashing watermelons with a sledgehammer. Very refined stuff that my uh, 
my dad's family enjoyed. And I feel like I saw that special growing up more than any other comedy special. Um, speaking oh, of comedy, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't have an actual one there, but uh, let's see. We were, Oh, uh, conspiracy. I'm, I'm having a, a mind meld on all the roster stuff. Oh yes. Minor league <laughs> players sent down. I was thinking about what we're going to talk about in segment three and it was tripping me up. I was, I was going conspiracy for segment three. Uh, a bunch of guys got sent down. I know sometimes people miss this. And last year, people appreciated when we pointed it out. So Mizzy Osik, due to injury, was the first player sent down to minor league camp. Still hasn't really pitched. From what I understand, Bo Naylor, next guy sent down. Again, we knew that's where he was going to go. Uh, Joey Cantillo and George Valera. I don't think it's too big of a si- surprise between Valera's injury um, and everyone else up there who they're trying to get looks at. And Cantillo just he's got a limited number of reps this year after all the time he's missed the last two years, Peyton Batenfield, maybe a little bit of a surprise. He was sent down, but he's not on the 40 man. And, you know, I eventually we'll talk about maybe that his future could be in the bullpen. We'll get into that at some point, maybe this week or next. Um, and then Logan Allen, again, not on the 40 man. And they've got a plethora of starters right now. When you look at, you know, their, their main four guys, plus Gaddis, plus Curry, plus Pilkington, plus other guys who want to work in. Yeah, no, no surprises there. Cantillo got into a game, into a Cactus League game before he got sent down, so that's good. And they can still always bring him back up for a major league game. Just because you have been optioned back to AAA doesn't mean you can appear. You cannot appear in a Cactus League game. They can still – they don't have to call him back up to be on the roster. He's on the 40, so, like, it's still spring training. You can have guys pitch who are not on your actual roster, as you can see. So, um he could still pitch to a spring training game, but he got into one and it sounds like he was up to like 96, 97. So that sounds like a, a good thing for Cantillo. Things are going just good. And um, there was, you know, he was not, we talked about it yesterday. We talked about not forgetting him and having a role this year. And I, I do think we'll see him in the majors this year at some point, just depends on when and, and what the level is or what the, uh, the role ends up being. There's no surprises in there, anybody anywhere else either. I mean, I, I don't think there's going to be any surprises. The only thing that could surprise me for a set for someone being sent back to the minors at this point would be like between who ends up being between Will Brennan and Arias and Freeman and how they decide to work that all out. So those are the only things you can really be surprised by, or depending on who, if Jason Billis makes it, I don't know that that could surprise me. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but like they're really, that's why we haven't talked about the roster and, position battles. Like we have a lot of other teams on our network who are talking about position battles every day. Like today we're talking about first base battle tomorrow. We're going to talk about the second base battle. Like there's a lot of teams doing that. We haven't done that because there are no position battles. There is nothing. I hate to say nothing interesting going on because there is, but there really isn't because every, every roster spot is set except for backup catcher, which I think we can agree. It's pretty much set at this point. And the last bullpen spot is only up for grabs because of injuries. And then they're just deciding how to fill out their bench. Like there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of uh, controversy on the roster. So that's all we didn't talk about it that much. So I don't think there'll be a lot of surprises. Nope. Agreed. And speaking of uh, not surprises, our next sponsor should be no surprise as it is one of our main sponsors on the network. And that is our good friends over at FanDuel. And FanDuel, you know, I was going through the Guardian's notes and I have the official press release where FanDuel is now an official sponsor of uh, from March 2nd for immediate release. Major League Baseball names FanDuel a new official sports part- betting partner in North America. 
And so we've talked about other sports, but it's also an official one with MLB right now. So I thought I'd go over there and because everyone wants us and yes, we will eventually talk college baseball. Uh, but right now, if you're curious, the college baseball odds, LSU is the favorite followed by Tennessee, Old Miss, Wake, Florida, and Vandy. Uh, which one are you taking uh, in that grouping? I, I am tempted to go with LSU. You take, they might have the first and second pick in the draft. Wait, what was what we what are we debating on? If you're talking about who's going to win the College World Series, LSU. Oh, I'm still taking Wake Forest. I'm still taking Wake Forest. I, I mean, they do have the pitching for days, but uh, and Brock Wilkin is really interesting as well. But I mean, it, it'll be interesting. LSU is the first time we can have that debate about can a team have the first and second overall picks in a draft since <laughs> NC State, where it probably should have happened if you go back and look at that. Rondo, what Rodon and uh, Turner have become. Uh, mm. Trey Turner. So, but, uh, you know, just a fun chat here and a lot. Sorry. Uh, so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet, which I didn't mention, which is because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and Major League Baseball. All right, Jeff, it's time. Hit us with your official conspiracy of the year or the month, the week. I don't know what we're, we're going to do, but this is your first conspiracy of the podcast for the yes. week. Probably for, I, I think, maybe monthly. I don't know if I can uh, do enough. Uh, but, okay, my conspiracy corner. Now the tinfoil is back on. Uh, so, this whole talk about who is going to be debut for the Cleveland guardians this year, Daniel Espino and Logan Allen both have to be added to the 40 man at the end of the year, which makes their chances of debuting very high. Now, while this team only has to add, you look at those two players, uh, while Fredo and Tunez is probably the third most likely player to be added in the off season, but there are about four to five interesting names. Now there are about three to four guys coming off, but it still doesn't give them a ton of wiggle room. So when you're looking at limited wiggle room, you're also looking at this is a team that gives starters a lot of opportunities. People have been wanting to trade Zach Plesak for nearly three years, and he's still here. They don't move quickly on starters. They don't push guys in or out. Uh, even though I think Curry and Gaddis are both future relievers, they're still going to be starter options, getting opportunities this year to prove me wrong. Because I also said Aaron Zavale was a future reliever, and I also said Tristan McKenzie was a future reliever. So what I say doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is their view. And... Why do I say all this? Because they're not going to bring up all three of the big three. Because you know who else is on the 40-man? Joey Cantillo, who we talked about earlier. They have so many potential starters. They're not going to burn uh, start service clocks on both Bybee and Williams this year. So which one will they promote? They're going to promote one. It's going to be Tanner Bybee. And conspiracy hat time. You ready? Because Gavin Williams is rep by Scott Boris. He has the harder agent. I'm not sure who represents Bybee, but I pretty sure it's not Boris. And when you're looking at two pitchers on top of the fact that Bybee's probably a little bit further ahead, um, just in terms of secondary stuff and some command things. Well, Williams is incredibly impressive and the guardians, if all three of those arms are healthy, they got a chance at three aces. They really do. I believe that I believe in all three arms, but it, with limited reps with limited availability, if you're going to pick one guy who will not get promoted this year, it's the guy who has the agent that more or less guarantees he's going to walk at the end of six years once he's up. If they're going to wait to pull someone, it's going to be the guy who 
you don't really have a chance to extend. Scott Boris doesn't do extensions. Scott Boris does free agency. And that is why <laughs> Tanner Bybee will get an opportunity before Gavin Williams. And that's why Gavin Williams will not see the big leagues, barring massive amounts of injuries in 2023. I, almost I don't 20, have it. Ten- <laughs> I almost said 2013 there. He also won't see the big leagues in 2013. No, he was a little busy, I think, in elementary, elementary school. school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't have a tinfoil hat, but I, I definitely agree with you. I think there's very little chance, Gavin Lee. I mean, he would have to just, like I said, decimated by injuries, and uh, he would have to throw like and a, bunch a week's of trades. worth trades and then like yeah. go to go to AAA and throw like back-to-back outings where he's like throwing no no hitters and perfect games. That's not a slight to, to Gavin. We Like you no. said, we both have we both believe in all three of those arms. I mean, we really believe in, you know, all these guys, the, um, by I mean, and Williams yeah. and Espino, if he gets healthy and can tell if he stays healthy like, and I Morris mean, and Logan Allen, like, if, I if, mean, I'm not saying Logan Allen's going to be an ace, yeah. but I mean, I believe in him being a, but a full-time starter. If Morris and Cantillo were healthy, you would have had plus Allen six in the top 10 like six of their top prospects Mm -hmm. in the top 10. Now, again, if Morris had been healthy all year, he's no longer a prospect. But if Cantillo had been healthy all last year, I mean, he's probably fourth for me in the system if he keeps doing what he had done before injury. If he was that unhittable, no one could make hard contact, I'd probably have him four. So it's one of those situations where, like, they got so many guys. It's just, it's hard to find spots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it... It's some, I don't know. Do we think all these guys are going to make it? I don't know. I guess the odds probably say no, they're not all either. They're, they're either not all going to make it or they're not going to all pan out the way they think they're going to pan mm-hmm. out. I mean, I can't obviously can't tell on Morris are the ones you worry about the most. And, and then Espino. So yeah. and anything can happen. I mean, Gavin Williams had some really weird injuries last year yes. too. Like he had a couple of line drives back at him. And he was off uh, some draft boards because I think it was like a back injury his first year that really scared yeah. people. Where they thought that like he might be a little more prone to injuries. Like again, we talked about this on when Espino and Delada got hurt. The Guardians have attacked guys with with questionable injury histories. They have gone for guys who Gavin Williams probably goes ten spots higher if mm. there weren't concerns just based on his stuff. Chase Delada, if he was healthy last year, he entered the season with some people saying he'd be the first overall pick in the draft. You know, they, they go for that type. So eventually, you know, they're going to have another Brady Aiken bite him in the tail. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, the odds tell you they are at some point. But so far, things are at least look for the most part. Okay, I mean, Espino and, and Delauder, we'll see if they get healthy. But everywhere else, you know, we'll see. Speaking of cons- the, not really a conspiracy, but uh, man, poor Ernie Clement. I feel bad for the guy. He, uh, this guy is a, like, I don't know if they're going to bring him back or what's going to happen here. At some point, Ernie Clement, needs to be like working for the guardians or something because so I, you know, he, he got let go or not let go. He got uh, DFA and then Oakland picked him up. This guy out in Oakland finishes the season and then come playoff time. He's, you know, he's off the 40 man roster in Oakland and he's out there tweeting and rooting for his old buddies in Cleveland to, to go far in the playoffs, to win the world series. That guy is a, uh, is an honorary Clevelander for life. I have to say. So I hope he finds somewhere to play, whether it's in, the U.S. or or another kind over overseas. I, I hope he finds a job somewhere. I think he'll be here. So I read I read an article on this. That the take was that he was let go as a like to to make it so he'll land somewhere. Like this was not a cutting. This was mm-hmm. like okay, he's not going to make the roster. This opens him up for 
a spot. This opens up his opportunities early, that this was done with the knowledge that he will go. Because again, I mean, the Pirates just traded Ricky DeVito, who's kind of an interesting pitcher. I mean, he's never really been able to harness his stuff for Mark Matthias as a middle infielder. And like, I think Clement is no knock on Matthias, but I think Clement is superior. So I think there's a spot for Ernie Clement. So are you saying Ernie Clement to the Pirates? Because that's that is the logical. He has to end up there, right? Because I mean, that's what Mark I mean, Matthias. I I joked. I think you and I joke or somebody else when Mark Matthias was let go from Texas for uh, signing Will Smith. I said, "Well, he'll end up in Pittsburgh," yeah. and then the end of in Pittsburgh. Like that's just where X Cleveland. No, Matthias was really good last year in a short spurt for Texas. So who knows? Maybe you know. Again, it was seventy-four plate appearances, but just like Alex Call was really good when he left. So. Uh, maybe let aside the Pittsburgh. They want to roll with him and see if something got figured out there. Um, but yeah, I think Clement lands somewhere. Uh, speaking of landing somewhere, you don't have to ask us about Trevor Bauer anymore. Japan for 4 million, you know, is his American. I know everyone talked about, you know, Cleveland here. He wore it as welcome here when he was here. He was never coming back. Even if there wasn't the other stuff and there is the other stuff, he wore it as welcome. He was never coming back. So we're done talking about him from now on. Um, I, I have nothing. I'm, I'm nothing to say on Trevor Bauer. Can I can I give the WBC update? Are we at that time yet? Can uh, I do it? Is that yeah, I guess that's that's all we had, right? We threw. Uh, yeah, this is your WBC update. I'm gonna I'm gonna enter timestamps. Enter timestamps. So WBC update. All right. I don't have any real updates on on Guardian specific players, but I will say Andre Semenes continues to start short, as we said. Um, Josh Wolf did pitch the other day. I think did I mentioned Josh Wolf pitching on the show yesterday. No, it was afterwards. You're like, oh no, I forgot to mention it. Yeah. So Josh Wolf pitched for Team Israel. Uh, they ended up winning their game the other day, but he allowed the only run for Team Israel. But he was up to 96. So he was like 93, 95 through 96. Um, I don't know if the stuff was like, you know, fantastic, but for him to go out there and be throwing them in 90s, at least, is, is a good sign, I would say, for Josh Wolf. Uh, even if it's in a short spurt, because I mean, likely a reliever anyway. But um, yeah, so he played, and then we didn't talk much about Bo Naylor's performance in the World Baseball Classic. There were a lot of negative comments about that. Um, well, first of all, Cap Quantrill, not great, no. had a hard time finding the strike zone, but that game was just ugly. Like Canada, neither, nobody from Canada or Great Britain could find the strike zone. Um, I just wonder if some of these guys are, are suffering from command issues because it's so early in in spring and that's just what happens. And um, some of these guys are just trying to um, work through things still, but Naylor Naylor at bat did. Okay. I mean, he had a couple of rough throws down to second base. He threw out a runner at third, but he probably shouldn't have gotten the call. The guy was probably safe. No issue with his pop time. Like his, his arm looked great. He had no issues getting throw off. Uh, it was just an accuracy thing. So we'll see how that works itself out. Did get a lot of praise from Team Canada, by the way. I was reading an article on uh, CA Sportsnet, and Freddie Freeman was talking about how impressed he was with Bo Naylor and how how much he soaks up and how much uh, work and effort he puts in and all the things he's working on, bouncing around, trying to pick stuff up and just absorb everything. So I think Freddie Freeman's quote was that this guy is going to be good for a long time. So not just, you know, Cal Quantrill or Cade Smith, the guy he guys he works with in Cleveland. You're talking about a, uh, a legitimate all-star guy for years who's been one of the best players in baseball who likes Bo Naylor quite a bit on that team. So that was good to hear. He'll work those things out. He worked two walks in that game. Um, so, yeah, good to see. 
No mention of, of the, the random factoid I sent you today that the Chinese China's manager was a former uh yeah, who was that manager? Um train Dean Trainer, I think is his first name. Uh mm. you know, he uh yeah, Dean Trainer. You can't actually find any proof he played minor league baseball, but they uh they oh, he said he did, but there's like no stats for it. Uh, but then he managed for a while. He was also a, a police officer uh, in narcotics, came back to manage and coached in the Gulf Coast League for Cleveland in 1990. So Chinese manager was uh, got his basically his start with a team with the with the Cleveland Indians in 1990. So that's kind of a fun factoid. Yeah, look at that. Jeff. Jeff is joining the parade. He is into the World Baseball Classic. I, I like right. Random, on the camera. He's into it. You're into random it. factoids. I'm going to definitely. Pull a factoid here or there. We have um, we have sucked you into it. Uh, Maybury's Valoria started today for Colombia, who, like we said at the top of this, somehow lost to Great Britain. That's amazing. Oh, it's um, his fault. It, uh, I wouldn't say that. He. That's what Justin no, he, said. You heard it here. It's he, his fault. He somehow started and they lost. He worked two walks, scored two runs, was over three. Diane Frias, look at that. He's on the board. He got two hits and two RBIs. Diane Frias, a couple of base hits, starting his short stuff. That's good because he had a really bad first game. Um. Oh, you know who did blow it? Former Indians minor leaguer, who I'm sure you saw in Akron, Jeff. Yapson Gomez, one of the weirdest deliveries of all time. Uh, ending in two-thirds, two runs allowed, three hits, two walks. So, bummer for Columbia, but good for Diane Frias, good for Babers Valoria, good for that manager you mentioned. And, yeah. Oscar but we Mercado, got uh, Mercado was good in that one for Columbia as well. Yes, he had a hit in that one as well. So, uh, all for not, because Great Britain was... Once again, on top of the world. Oh, former former Guardians reliever for one day, Ian Jabot. Two innings save, even though he gave two runs. And uh, Look at that. Uh, Jeff is paying. I'm telling you, Jeff is paying attention to the World Baseball Classic. We have, uh, and, I have uh, done my job. I have done my job. The the first inning has not gone well for Canada. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. We're recording. But uh, we're at almost 35 minutes, which is – that got really loud, so I apologize. Thank you for listening, rating, review, subscribe. Comment, as always, um, today's comment question, do you enjoy the silliness or not? Um, and uh, what should I WBC. put in my background? WB. Uh, I'm going to get you a World Baseball Classic flag. That's what I need. As a, <laughs> fans, yes. do I need to get a World Baseball Classic flag to put in the background? Over here, maybe? is that That's the next needed addition as I try to uh, uh, make things a little nicer. But uh, again, thank you all for being part of the Locked on Guardians team slash family. Uh, we are the the podcast is doing great numbers. The video is is slipping since we're not as long. So make sure you are still uh, watching, checking out and, uh, you know, make comments if you think the long video was better, because if we have a lot of those through time, we can always revisit it. But uh, thank you again. And go, go, Guardians, go. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.